Hi, everyone, and welcome to How the Light Gets In, where we seek to have conversations that crack through the dark. I'm Haven, and I'm really happy you're here. Well, hi. Introduction first. Uh, my guest today is, uh, his name's Andy Angleson. He's a journalist who I met about a year ago now. I believe. And it's funny because I actually remember like I was interviewed by you basically um, as part of your project that you were doing. And I was basically like, I'd like to be like that when I grow up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't grown up yet, but. <laughs> well, I mean, it is my birthday today. So. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you. So anyway, that's, you're really cool, is basically what I'm trying to get at. First question I always start with is just, how are, how are you doing? How's, I know it's an insane time right now, but um, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, yeah, it is, it's always a crazy time and it, it's, you're particularly aware of it being a journalist because, you know, you it's my job to pay attention to what's going on in the world. And so, yeah, it's, there's a lot that's not okay about it. Um, but I'm lucky because I do, I feel like I get to also talk about what's good in the world. And that's, um, I'm grateful for that. It was great to go to your center and see all the great work they're doing there and all the community they're building. And that stories like that helped me feel positive. And um, so yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing well in general and I have a lot of work. I'm very busy right now. Um, and as a freelancer, that's, you know, it's a mixed blessing, right? It's, it's good. Uh, it's also, you know, a little stressful, but, um, but, you know, having uh, regular work that's challenging and I feel like is doing, you know, good things in, in the world is, is I'm, I'm grateful for it. I'm cause not everyone has that. For sure. Definitely. Um, the first, like actual question that I have, which I mean, how are you is a real question, but when would you say that you started uh, writing as far as like, not that it had to be articles or things like that, but when did you start, I guess, realize that writing was something that you wanted to do? Yeah, I'd always been uh, drawn to it. I was a pretty avid reader. Um, I like to write little stories and poems when I was pretty young. Um, and then I got on my school newspaper in high school and I eventually was the editor of that paper. And I was in AP English classes and I liked writing papers and I liked writing articles. And it was, so it was pretty early on. I mean, like in high school that I really was like, yeah, this is what I'm good at and, and what I want to do. Um, and yeah, my career was kind of a, not a straight line. Uh, I thought I went to journalism, but then I um, went to college and I wrote one article and an editor sort of tore it apart in not a very kind way. And uh, hey, <laughs> and I was like, maybe I don't want to do this. And, and I was young. And so I got an English degree and then worked for book selling. And from booksellers, I went to a book wholesaler. And then from there, uh, that business that business went out of business and I started freelancing and then I did the sort of meandering path to where I am now. Uh, isn't criticism great? 
<laughs> yeah. And I was, you know, I was young and I didn't, I didn't understand that it was pro- mostly probably positive criticism, but you know, I was sure. a little, you know, nervous. And yeah. Yeah. So you just mentioned that um, you work uh, on a freelance basis. Mm-hmm. So I'm just curious. I don't know much about that, but what would you say are the, so two parts, the, what would you say are things that you enjoy about that? And then the other side of what, what sucks about it? <laughs> <laughs> well, which one should I start with? Hmm. Well, I start, I'll start with the, the part that sucks. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, freelancing is um, not very well paid. Um, Often uh, clients take a long time to pay. Um, sometimes you have to hound them. Generally, my rule has been the the larger the corporation, uh, generally the worse they are actually at paying. <laughs> uh, usually the smaller ones, the nonprofit ones, the ones run by independent journalists know what their, you know, their freelancers go through and they're quick to pay and help them out. And the big corporations, you know, don't really care and, you know, delay for anywhere from 90 days plus to, to pay once an article is done. Um, and then, you know, the loneliness, but it's a lonely, it's a lonely life uh, when you're sitting in a, in a room by yourself and you have to build a community. And it was really interesting having been a freelancer for so many years and, you know, done this working in my home and, you know, going to cafes to try and, um, you know, find community. Um, and then to have the pandemic happen, and see everyone else kind of doing the same thing. Mm. It was very different. Don't get me wrong. I mean, uh, you know, my life was very different when I couldn't socialize and it was awful. Um, but it was kind of interesting to see everyone else kind of put in that position and still in that position. Um, yeah. Um, so, you know, finding community is really important as a writer, I think, because it's such solitary work. Although, you know, it does, you know, it's a team effort as well. But what I like about it, so many things. The freelancing in general what I love is the freedom of it. I mean, there's free in it. Uh, it's, I don't get to choose who I write for. I mean, I need to take lots of jobs, um, but I have real, I can give direction to my career and I can focus on what I want to focus on. And I can uh, tell some outlets that don't pay well, that aren't worth my time that, you know, I'm going to move on. And I, I've been very lucky in my career that I can write about the things that are important to me, whether it's the environment or LGBTQ issues, or about drug policy, and like the drug crisis that's happening now. Yeah, any number of things. And I've been very lucky in that regard. And I I don't know how that happened. I mean, part of it is that, you know, I'm not making a ton of money. So I had, you know, not selling out has its advantages. Yeah, it's rewarding work. And it's, um, I'm grateful that I've been able to do it for a couple decades. Um, Off and on, I've I've worked in in jobs, I've worked for nonprofits. and yeah, it's it, journalism is fascinating because it's you're not an expert in one thing. You get to like learn about something new each time. Um, and I love that about it. It's it's a real joy to like discover something new. It keeps my mind fresh. It feels like, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. whether I'm writing about like quantum computing or Oregon State has a, um, a crazy law that that used to have non-unanimous juries. And it was this racist law that was on the books for 90 years. I didn't really know about it. And so I got to learn about that and write about how that's changing. Uh, or cruise ships up in Alaska. I just did a big piece that was a year in the making and had to learn a lot about 
those impacts and the environmental impacts. And, and so I, I feel really lucky. I, I really enjoy that. So um, it's a it's a good career. Uh, not for everyone. Uh, you know, I always, you know, I, I know some young people who've asked about journalism and I, you know, I, I give them a pretty honest picture of it, um, but it is a rewarding career. It really is. I did a uh, a podcast with another journalist a couple uh, a couple of ones back now, mm-hmm. and basically we we're saying it's great because you get to learn all about these stories mm-hmm. and then report on them, and then you get more stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And you meet fascinating people. Like I met you. I mean, I met you, uh, you know, doing that story, which was so fun. And yeah. And yeah. And you build on those things. And that was one of the first like uh, queer focused pieces I did. Mm. And I've done, I've done some other work, but that was, that was like the first like big major one, I think. Um, And that was great because that helped establish my reputation with CrossCut on that. And I did a piece recently on the the 20 year anniversary of marriage equality in Washington state, uh, which was a lovely fun article to write. So cool. Um, Yeah. It's, it's nice. It's nice to, to, it builds. That's true. Yeah. You Mm -hmm. get to build on things. Yeah. That's interesting that I didn't realize it was one of your um, first queer focused ones. I honest, like I still We'll read through it every once in a while because mm-hmm. it's really good. It's a oh, thank you. It's a really good article. Like it's really well done. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and I should say, I mean, I mean, the, one of the reasons uh, about that—that's you know, fairly one of my firsts—is that I'm I'm very uh, I'm out very late in my life. Uh, for mm-hmm. most of my life, I did not uh, identify with my bisexuality, and it's only in in my fifties that I've really tapped into it and discovered it. And it's wonderful. It's lovely. Um, and, and having the honor to also write about those issues in that community is, I'm, I'm so grateful for it. Um, mm-hmm. And the community has been so welcoming to me, even though, you know, that I'm, you know, I feel like sometimes I feel like a little, I have a little imposter syndrome, of like, oh, I'm not like, uh, you know, what do I know about all this stuff? And, but uh, yeah, it's been lovely. Yeah, no, I totally get that. And then I just remember, what do any of us really know? <laughs> yeah. On the topic of huh, queer issues, mm-hmm. I know that you're aware of, like, there is crap going on with queer people, like the queer community in this country. So I just wanted to ask, honestly, as a journalist, how are you holding up? Because mm-hmm. I feel like you're right there. <laughs> Yeah, no, I hear I hear what you're saying. Um, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting thing. It's an interesting time, and because we've made so many advances, right? I mean, our community is like that. We've gained so much, right? Yeah. You know, um, and yet still, there's all this backlash and all of these things going on in Florida and around the country, and using trans people as like this you know, way to get people angry and riled up and, and tapping into their emotions and their fears and their, you know, their deep-seated, um, <clears throat> you know, fears about change or about different attitudes about gender and about sexuality. And yeah, it's really discouraging. It's terribly discouraging. And, and I remember after, it was right around the time 
I think I was researching, it was the, I see the, your piece, the piece about the center, or maybe it was, maybe it was the, um, the marriage equality one, but my editor, it was right around the time of the shooting in, in Colorado in the, the nightclub. Was it Colorado? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and it was horrifying. It was terrible, but mm -hmm. my editor checked in and I was saying, well, you know, it is like, yes, it's hard, but I have these, you know, it's writing about these communities too is really helping. It's really, and having that community is just so important and people to fall back on and people who are showing love and showing up with love. And um, yeah, I mean, I think as a journalist, you have to, you have to take a step back a lot of times as we all do, like, right there. I mean, the news is awful every day, every day. Um, uh, but you can't let it just, you know, define you or be the only thing. I mean, I see people on social media who are so angry, you know, they're, they're always just like <clears throat> railing against stuff. And that's good. Like, it's good to be, you know, anger is important. It changes things, but also you have to <clears throat> find community and fun and play and do things that are, you know, that would give you joy. And um, I'm doing that. Yeah. Yeah. I have a great community of people who, who love to have fun, fun times. And, um, and I celebrate that. Yeah, for sure. That is so important. Yeah. Anyway. Well, here, I mean, I'd ask you, do you have a good community? You have, I mean, you have an amazing community there. I mean, at the center and just, you know, I know it's tiny and it's, it's hard in your, in your. Yeah, it's, it is very small. And I think it's, it's good people that mm -hmm. are there and it feels safe mm -hmm. and so that's a good thing. And starting today, I actually had the idea to start something for adults, for oh, queer adult people, because we don't have that. If you really look at like where we can find community as queer people, you know, it's a bar or it's a club mm -hmm. right and not that those those places are fun if mm -hmm. you feel like you know and and not for everyone right exactly <laughs> like, so i actually i'm very excited that um starting today is um a little community of queer adults that just want to hang out and it's so important. It's so fun. <laughs> yeah. And just having all those options. I mean, I'm very, I'm very blessed and lucky here in Seattle. There's so, there's a very big, uh, tight knit, you know, longstanding community here that has deep roots and, you know, lots of options, right. You know, so there's, you know, lots of gay bars and clubs on Capitol Hill and, mm -hmm. and other little community bars, you know, like the lumber yard down in white center, that is just like this great community space. You know, it's not just a bar. Like it's like, it's where people come together and they have events and they build community. And yeah, just, you know, having other spaces that are, that feel safe and that people can be vulnerable and, and themselves. And that's one thing I, I loved about that story about the space is that, you know, you're just, you all are creating something where people can just be themselves and feel okay with that and feel comfortable with that. It's so, what a gift, right? What a gift. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, and I get that, you know, communities like yours, you know, it's harder to do. And so I really admire, you know, that you all have been doing that and, 
And, you know, I'm sure that it's not easy and some people don't in the community don't welcome you. And a lot of people do. And I'm sure that that's the part of it too, is like, you know, you, you don't maybe hear so much from the people who, who are opposed and that's all right. But, you know, just knowing that, you know, getting that feedback and knowing, oh, you know, you really have made my life so much easier, you know, it's, I'm sure just like, it's huge. And, and I just, I, I feel for you because I know for me, you know, in my community, it was really easy for me to come out and it was really, you know, I mean, it wasn't easy. Like it was a big change, but like, I feel like I have great support, both of my friends and me and my family. I mean, I have, you know, my, some of my family are, are Trump supporters and yet they have been totally uh, welcoming and understanding. And, and I appreciate that. I mean, that's, that mm-hmm. takes, you know, that takes something, it takes some courage and yeah. Yeah, for sure. One thing I did want to ask you um, in terms of like the having the journalistic perspective um, on things, because I know that with things like violence against trans people and queer issues and like laws that are being made that are just terrible, it's I'm sure it's like hard to feel that as a human and then also bring that into journalism so how does that happen for you (laughs) or like what's the how do you do that (laughs) it's a really good question it's a very good question thank you um You know, I, I haven't done a ton of direct reporting on like trans issues. I'm very aware of it and it makes me really sad. And it's um, it's it's hard to see it and it's hard. You know, the, that's the thing with journalism is like, you know, sometimes you're going to have the fun stories, you know, the ones about, you know, 20, 20th anniversary of, of same sex marriage. Um, and sometimes you're going to do a piece. Um, like I did a piece last year, like last year about the, the fentanyl crisis and about how King County uh, hit a record for overdose deaths, um, uh, over a thousand. I think for a lot of journalists, we, we have to be careful about trauma and we have to be careful about like dealing. And I, you know, I'm not a daily like crime reporter. I don't have to deal with victims, you know, and, and, and interview victims like right after something's happened generally. Um, I have. Uh, but that's not like my beat. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. And that's important work, but it's, that can really take a toll. Um, and I think we have to be careful about it. And for me, um, like reporting that story, um, you know, it's easy to get lost in the statistics, right? Um, and you can look at statistics about violence against trans people. And, you know, you can see that those statistics are high and there's like high percentages of folks who like, you know, or face violence or deal with, you know, attempted suicide or, you know, and, and, you know, those things are like serious and real. Um, but I think sometimes it does get lost as you're kind of starting to bury into the statistics, whether it's, you know, trans deaths or pedestrians like being, you know, killed on streets. I mean, this is stuff that I do. This is work that I do. And, and it, it is easy to sometimes um, get lost in that. But what I was going to say about the fentanyl story is that, um, you know, I did a lot of reporting. I talked to folks uh, in public health. Um, and then I, I made sure that I talked 
to drug users and I went out and like I I went out into the there was a, an encampment in Seattle in North Seattle and just you know went out and and started chatting people up and and I knew that I had talked to someone who was there who was an outreach worker in that community and said that they you know that that was a good place to go that they were were open and and vulnerable and I wasn't just wandering in without you know knowing that they were willing to talk and and it was it was it was hard um but it was also kind of a lovely experience to hear their experience right and um and that's like the beauty of being a journalist is you can you can listen to people's stories and actual people's stories you know it's easy it's you know it's easy to just report you know that a thousand people died but it's quite another thing to like go and like talk to people and 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 hear their experience and hear, you know, that they know people who have died and they have maybe overdosed themselves, you know, and luckily they had, you know, Narcan and they were able to survive. And I know this is like straying from your point about trans people, but I think that as a way of coping, sometimes journalists try to quantify things and they, they take sort of the human element out of it a little bit. And maybe that's exaggerating, but I think, um, it's important to keep coming back and reminding yourself and, and that it's about human stories. And I, in all my journalism, I, well, not all of it, but in a lot of my journalism, I, I do try to center stories, you know, and try to talk to people and try to hear what their lived experience is. And so, you know, I think for, you know, for trans people, like experiencing that, it's important to hear them and to listen to them and really you know, you can have everyone else talking about all these issues and bathrooms and like, and, but what is the actual lived experience of people? And, um, and I feel like, you know, there is that, that journalism is happening. Um, but at a national level, I mean, it, I think it's, it sometimes gets lost a little bit. That is a really good point that their statistics are like, they, they serve a purpose. They do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Um, and it is really easy to look at those numbers and be like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, is- someone was pointing out on social media, there was a someone was posting about the number of pedestrian deaths in Seattle. And there's a map, right, of yeah. like over the year and, and little green dots all over the map. And someone said, well, you know, if you put people's faces on there, maybe you would think differently about this. Like maybe you would actually think them not as like dots, but as like real humans who were crossing a street and died. And because exactly. infrastructure is bad, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I completely agree to your point about or about this point, how hard it is sometimes. I do think it helps not make it feel better necessarily, but to remember that like this is human. <laughs> what is being human if not complicated? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And telling those complicated stories too. I mean, they're not simple, right? So when you're, you know, profiling trans people, you may find people, you know, I mean, they're going to have quirks and they're going to be, you know, they're just like all of us, you know, we are, you know, we're human and, you know, and have varying viewpoints and, you know, and I, I think that's, what's fascinating about the queer community too, is you can have, you know, folks in, you know, gay men who are, 
essentially like, you know, conservative, uh, you know, fiscally conservative Republicans, you know, very, you know, business oriented and, you know, it's just a huge spectrum, right? And then, you know, you have folks who are, you know, leftists, progressives, you have people in the middle, you have people who are kind of apolitical. Um, and, but what, what the, the one thing though, that's super interesting is that we've politicized like being human, right? Our humanity. So like, you know, so some politicians are like saying, you know, you don't deserve to exist as a trans person. If you're a young person and you really want to transition, like you can't do that. You know, to take something that are just basic human rights and then say, this is politics. We can't talk about this, you know. Um, I mean, it was interesting. I, I did a piece, I'm working on a piece for uh, the American Bar Association's magazine. It's a national lawyer's uh, magazine. And it's about... Um, uh, rights for polyamorous people. Uh, and there's been a movement recently to um, pass bills, domestic partnership bills in Massachusetts, and also in Massachusetts, um, some anti-discrimination bills. And, you know, these are good things, right? You know, I mean, someone making a, 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 um, a personal choice that's, you know, you know, completely um, consensual, you know, between the parties, and, but someone can be fired because of that, that lifestyle. And there's no laws preventing that. And so I was writing this piece and my editor said, well, you know, you need to get a, like a contrasting viewpoint. And, you know, and I did that. I, I found someone, but it's like a contrasting viewpoint as opposed to like, oh, it's okay to discriminate against people. Like, you know, it's so interesting, right? That like, mm -hmm. that's the, the viewpoint is like, it's okay to like discriminate again and not believe that like trans people should exist. Like that's not a, that's not an opposing viewpoint. That's just wrong. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, so interesting that like it has become political to say that certain people should be allowed to live yeah <laughs> yeah what? no um, and that's no. not okay it's not okay i mean we can disagree about how much we should tax people and like you know whatever like you know what you know is it is there a balance between like pollution and environment or you know i mean but like to just say that you know certain people can't exist or choose to be who they want to be and who are how who they are not even what they want to be they are those that that person and you're i'm not allowing to, them to do that that's not politics that's something else yeah a hundred percent that's yes <laughs> Well, getting to the last question here, mm -hmm. this podcast that I'm doing is about the connections and like conversations that we can have that help us to remember that there's, you know, there's good and there's still light in the world. So I'm wondering for you, like, what are those who are those people and what are those things that help you to be able to feel that life can still be good and there's still everything isn't dark? Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, and it's an important one to keep asking. Um, I mean, for me, I mean, there are a lot of things. I mean, so much it's, but the big thing is my community and it's like my friends and my lovers and uh, my family. Um, it's all, um, that's just such a huge support. And it's, um, you know, we have to lean on each other and 
and I'm really gr grateful that like I have this really accepting community that accepts me for who I am and I'm, I'm kind of weirdo you know <laughs> you know it's um that's okay uh uh and i i have people that allow me to to do that and be myself and i love it um and that's that's super important and then you know for me too i think you know one of the things that helps a lot of us like cope with you know life and and the tragedy of it and just the difficulty of it and you know our current like political climate is is art you know and and by art i mean like all kinds and you know music and painting and theater and movies and books and poetry and just all of these things that like i mean that's kind of why we're here i think is like mm -hmm. to do those things and like ex you know celebrate i mean and and you know oftentimes those that art can you know talk about how hard it is and how tragic and difficult but like also we can celebrate it and mm -hmm. and and that's a big part for me. I mean, I love, I mean, I'm very dedicated to music and music helps me so much. And I think it's for a lot of people, I'm sure for you as well. I mean, it's so uh, grounding and um, yeah. And I, I write silly poetry. <laughs> uh, I'm going to perform in a couple of weeks and uh, that makes me feel good and happy. And I don't have designs to be a big, great poet, but it's, I write fun little things and mm -hmm bring my people around to celebrate it and yeah it's it's nice that's really great um and 100 percent, i agree with you that like and it's another thing i think that like art and creating like that is a, that's human that's and i think that's what's so beautiful and grounding about it in a way is like we created this like we can make things which... and and really you know without this intent to like you know make sure that it's like publishable or good or you know oh, I think sure. so much I remember going to a writer's conference years ago and and they were talking about this fact that like, I don't know, 95% of you are not going to get published. Like you're not, you're not going to get an agent. You're not going to get this publisher. And I was sitting there and I was suddenly thinking, why are we here? Like, why, why are we sitting here? Like talking about this? Like, why, what did, why is that a big deal? Like, why can't we just focus on creating beautiful things that like make us happy and make our friends happy and our peers and um, you know, and if it, if it takes off and it's, it's, picked up by more people great you know um but there's just so much of this pressure i think to you know like i'm not good enough but like you know strum a guitar or write a silly poem who cares you know <laughs> <laughs> yes absolutely what what kind of creative work do you do i mean other than these amazing podcasts oh well thank you <laughs> um, i i really like um Graphic design is one of the things that I really enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. And um, I will like typically like use a line of like writing or mm -hmm. like if it's from a song or a poem or something I've read and like just create it around that. Cause I think that's really helpful for me to yeah, like, 
it's a really grounding thing I've like noticed to like focus on this one good thing mm -hmm. for a while, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, and like yeah. create around that. And so, yeah, I really like doing that. And yeah, these things that I'm doing, just talking to people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's an art in itself. It really is. I mean, it's, you know, it's different. I mean, but it's, you know, having conversations and recording them and editing them and, and doing that, that's, that's part of it. Yeah. It's part yeah. Of it. that's, that's lovely. Not sure how much of how good of an artist I am at that at this point, but it's fun. So it's fine. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, and and you'll get better. You're getting, you know, you're, you're learning the skills and, and good for you for doing it. Like, that's awesome. Like, it's so, it's, it's incredible. It's awesome. I, yeah. I, love, I love it so much. Thank you. Those are all the things that I had to ask you about. And thank you for being here. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining me this time on How the Light Gets In. Until next time. Please take care of yourselves, and if you can, take care of each other.